All right, Faith Promise, how are we doing this weekend? Great to see you. Wow. It is going to be the most explosive Easter we have ever had. There's still tons of Easter invite cards. Take some, hand them out, invite your friends. You can go to faithpromise.org. You can go to our Facebook and you can, you can use that video, whatever you do with that stuff. I'm not sure you can like it. I, you can use it to get that video to your friends somehow. All of our stuff will be covering up all week with on radio. We've done thousands and thousands of mail-outs. You have already invited thousands of people, given out thousands of cards. It's going to be an absolutely unbelievable Easter, and we are stoked about it. So my question is, who you bringing for Easter? Who are you bringing? We talked about it last weekend. We're going to keep talking about it. We're going to tweet it, Instagram, pin it, email it, blast it, hit it. Who you bringing? It is the easiest weekend to get people to come to church. So who are you bringing? You say, well, you know, I've got some friends, but they don't live in East Tennessee. Then go to the internet campus with them. Invite them. Go tell, hey, on whatever service, invite them to that service, the internet, and go watch that service with them. Then if it's over, call them and say, hey, what did you think, man? Are you ready to make that leap of faith? Are you ready? So we're doing everything that we can do to try to get the word out. Actually, at, at, welcome, by the way, to all of our campuses. Excited. I think that our Campbell County campus back in their facility where they were. Uh, amen. Blunt, rocking. North, Anderson, Internet, and Pellissippi, wherever you're at, we're stoked that you're here. At Pellissippi, Easter starts Wednesday. Wednesday. So our students, and across the globally, well, I don't know that we have ever had a more rocket student group than we have right now. Man, our students are on fire. They're invading their schools. And so at Pellissippi, we start our services on Wednesday, and it will be tons of students a thousand or so in their families, and many of them will serve the rest of the week. And so, what? Then it's Thursday at Pellissippi. Friday, it's at, I think at Blunt adds Friday, and then almost everybody adds Saturday, and then and then Sunday is just a free for all. So you you got to have a card, or you got to go the deal, because there's no way to keep up with what's going on. But it's almost here, and we're really counting on the students because our thing for Fuse was invasion, and we're believing they're going to invade their friends. By the way, if you were gone last weekend, and oh, just a few hundred families were not back from spring break. We're so thrilled you got a vacation, and you're back. But if you missed this at any of our campuses, you can go to the you can go to the information desk and grab one of these. Put the names of the top ten most wanted souls in your life that you want to see come to Jesus. Keep that in your Bible. Use it for who you're going to bring for Easter and work at it. It is so important. Uh, also, as far as Easter is concerned, Monday morning. Uh, tomorrow on the 30th begins six, seven days of prayer. It goes through Easter Sunday morning, every campus, six in the morning. And I know for some of you that's a, that wasn't a hallelujah, that was a holy grunt. And, uh, <laughs> but we'll be opening up our campuses just to pray, just to ask God to move, to ask God to give us harvest, harvest to ask God to lead us who he wants us to go to, to ask him to prepare the hearts for the deal. And listen, we need to pray and we need to obey. Too many believers think that the only thing they need to do is pray. There is a time to be on your face, but then when you get up, you get on it. And so God is putting names and faces on all of our hearts, all across all of our campuses of who he wants you to bring. 
And so I want to challenge you. Don't just pray. Pray and obey. Go to because God is going to be working on their hearts. So just believe that. Pray for the harvest. Pray that God will move. We are at war with hell for souls. Is that right? If you're still on our Bible reading plan, I hope you are. If you're not, you can go to the website or you can get some, you can get stuff. Keep all of us reading the same passage. Even this weekend, it was about on the New Testament in Luke. It talked about the war that we have with the devil for souls. So let me ask you a question. If you're listening, Sam. So here's the question. Are we a team at Faith Promise? I can't hear you. Are we? All right, this is the deal then. I believe that that's what you were going to say. I'm convinced to the core of who I am. We'll have 18,000 people in our 28 services. I believe that. Amen. No doubt. I believe that thousands of people will bow their knees to Jesus. I believe that hundreds will be baptized on Easter weekend all across Faith Promise Global. All that's happening. We, it's going to be an unbelievable celebration of the resurrection. We are going to experience and watch people that are spiritually dead be resurrected, come to life as they give their hearts to Jesus. Are you with me? It's going to be unbelievable. I believe that that is already done. My question for us is this. Not will we have 18,000, not will we see hundreds baptized and thousands saved, but can we help get them planted in the what? It's our theme for the year, Psalms 92, 12 through 14. And it, it says, the righteous man, woman, boy or girl, will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, planted in the what? House of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. They, will be, they shall be full of sap and very green. And so, man, it is critical that not only do we get them here, man, we, we get them here, but that they, that they, once they're saved, that we get them planted in the house. Does that make sense? Are y'all with me? And this is, Josh just gave me this imagery this week, our, uh, our executive pastor. He said, every day I'm praying, I'm just watching thousands of people stand up and give their hearts to Jesus in our Easter services. And he said, immediately the roots begin to, begin to grow into the house of God. That immediately they begin to connect in the house of God. Because listen, spiritual nomads never grow. And I tell you why, because if you don't develop a root system, you'll never develop a fruit system. If you don't develop a root system into a house of God and a family of God, there are gifts that are given within that family, Ephesians 4, that are given so that the people in that family will be spiritually mature. Does that make sense? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints to the building up of the body until we all obtain maturity. It is, it is the will of God. But you're, if you're a spiritual nomad, our people get saved at Easter and they don't get planted in the house, they will never grow if they don't get connected to the body. This is so critical. It is critical beyond comprehension. Does that make sense? It is so important. Now, as we think about it, we think about, uh, we, we think about Easter. I want to remind you something. I haven't talked about it in a long time. If you've been around for a long time, You've heard this, but if you're brand new, it's going to be, it's going to be a thought. We only have, we have what I call the one-shot principle. Okay, the one-shot principle is this. There are going to be thousands and thousands of people come to Easter, and their thought is, I'm going to go to get you off my what? Okay, and I'm not coming back. But I'll go if you will shut up. So we got that. 
Amen. You've already invited some of those people, haven't you? So they're coming in bowed up with a bad attitude because they're coming in to get, to get it done so they don't have to come back. We have one shot. Are y'all with me? We have one shot, one shot to get them the gospel and get God to begin to crack their heart. Now listen, and this is just one of the 23 reasons why. I love you. You know, you know I love you, don't you? But crying babies, crying babies. Here's a lost person that somebody has prayed for for 23 years. Are you with me? Begged God that they would come. Fasted and prayed and they come. And somebody piles in with three, you know, kids from zero to two. One's playing. One's screaming. You know what I'm I'm talking about? And the parent won't take them out. Are y'all there? Are y'all out there? And so what happens? We go get them and we ask them to go to the family room that we built for them. And then they're mad, and y'all are mad. You can't believe how many of y'all hiss when we ask somebody to step out because their kids are crying. But guess what? There are lost people around them that will never hear a word of the gospel because people are rude. So come on. You're not supposed to bring your kids in. Look at people right now, and they're tucking them, sliding them. They're Oh, I didn't know he'd say that to, you know, this weekend. What's it? So it's distractions, distractions. So I want to challenge you. When you're in church, focus. Are you with me? Listen actively. That means say amen. That means nodding your head. That means, I mean, you know, but talking back a little bit. I'll preach better if you'll talk. That's good, pastor. Come on, bring it. Come on. Yeah, there we go. Folks, listen. Listen. We're about that close to being a black church. Man, we are so close. Turn around and tell your neighbor, say, I think you might be black. Go ahead. That's the first time some, not to the black dude. Come on, dang. If you're a guest, you didn't know you got fun in the house of God, did you? And so, see, the deal is, man, we've got it. And what will happen when people are here that are mad and people are here that are one-shot principal and everybody around them, mm-hmm, oh, yeah, come on. Oh, man, that's, did you hear? Oh, that's good. That's good. It doesn't have to be. Lie. <laughs> come on. It ain't all good, but go ahead and act like it is. And what's going to happen is those people that are sitting around you are going to say, what's he saying, man? It must be good. I better what? Listen, come on. But when you're talking to your neighbor and you're texting, mm-hmm. yeah, act like you got your Bible on your phone. Yeah, I know some of you do. But I'm going to tell you this right here. It ain't your Bible. It don't take that long to get to a book. Are you with me? Listen, I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. And so actively listen, focus in, pay attention. I mean, that way that the people around you will do the same. Does that make sense? Engage every campus, just engage. I don't care if there's 50 people in the room or 5,000 people in the room, engage. Look around, smile, connect. Don't act like you've been baptized in bad vinegar. Don't look around saying, dear God, when is it going to be over? How long do you think he's going to preach? Don't do it. 
until he's done. I can't tell you how long it's going to be. And so that's the deal. Are we a team? Yes. Then listen, Jesus meant for us to do this thing together, to pray for each other and to invite friends. And then when people come in, somebody's taking care of kids, somebody's greeting, somebody's helping in the parking lot. We come in, somebody's ushering and greeting. We come in and, and all this stuff is going on. Then people complain, well, you got black fabric on the seats. Right where I want to sit. Listen, this boggles my mind. People come to church and cuss the ushers. You know what boggles my mind even more than that? People who want to join the court, join the church, lie to become a member. You're going to hell when you lie to join the church. <laughs> Dang! Come, come on, man. Don't, don't join. You got, got to lie. Come on. Help me, Jesus. And so... Man, we're called to do this together. See, the Bible never called Jesus, the Father never called people to do ministry alone. It was never. No one was sent out alone. There was a team. There was a core. There was a small group. Does that make sense? It just, it's always that way. There's one guy that was alone. His name was Adam. And what did God say? I got to get him somebody else. Matter of fact, I'm going to get him a hot chick is what I'm getting him because God is a thinker. And so, let's, <clears throat> see, some of you guys who read the Bible more, if you realize that stuff was in it. The, the, uh, those 12 Jesus sent out after instructing them. See, he didn't send them out one by one. He sent them out what? Two by two. Two by two. That's how the animals came to the ark. That's how Adam and Eve went. God sent out two by two. That's what he did. He, he just sent it. In Acts chapter 2, verse 44, it says this. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in what? See, all those people who got saved day one of the church, day one, all those people who believed, those that were born again, were what? See, they were family. They were a unit. They were a body. They were a building. They were, they were a team. Do you know that before Jesus lost his public ministry, he built a small group? That's the first thing he did. Hey, Pete, Tommy, Andy, you guys, come on with me. Judas, Matt. Come on, I know everybody hates you, Matt, but you can come with me anyway. I love Jesus. He always grabbed people nobody else cared for. Zacchaeus, come on down the tree. Come on down the tree, dog. I'm going to cut to your house tonight. Come on. See, that's what, so he's, he built, but he built a small group before he ever lost his public ministry. Does that make sense? When God said, Moses, go to Egypt, he said, by the way, take Aaron with you. When, when he said, Paul, go to the missionary, by the way, take Barnabas with you. David, by the way, take Jonathan. Elijah, by the way, take Elijah. I could go on and on and on and on. Every time God sent somebody, he sent at least two because God meant us to do this ministry together. Christianity is not a solo sport. Are you with me? Even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. <laughs> and so we are a family. We are a unit. We do this together. The only person that was really ever called to do ministry alone was Jesus, and it was his death on a cross. He wouldn't call for help for that. He died alone for us. He did it for us, for you. He took our place. By the way, the Easter message is going to be the most grace-filled weekend that we have ever had. I am so excited about it. It's, it's going to be off the chart. So here we are. We are we're, we're called together to do ministry together, right? Yes. 
Are we better together? Yes. 28 services. A few thousand volunteers. All of us bringing people. Amen? All of us what? All of us praying for each other. All of us praying as you invite. All of us praying as you bring. All of us praying as you give out cards. By the way, we always make a joke that, that throw them like grenades. And then run. Right? Don't we? Like unroll the whole roll of toilet paper at the office and slowly roll it back up, putting one in about every third lap. Can you imagine somebody sees the bathroom? Well, they'll come get saved, won't they? So, and so, listen, don't just, don't go throw them because the key, the key if we're going to win and impact our family and friends, the key is compelling. The key is to compel. To compel means to use all of your influence to entreat, to drive, to, to constraint, to use everything that you are. Luke 14, 23, it was our thesis for last weekend. If you missed the message, go online, get a free DVD or CD or podcast or whatever. And the master said to the slave, go out to the highways and along the hedges and what? Compel them to come in that my house may be what? Filled, do it. And so you say, but pastor, you don't understand. My friends are not believers and, and my friends don't really, don't really like the church and I'm not sure if my friends actually even believe the Bible. That doesn't matter. What matters is you do. And you have influence with them and use your influence to get them under the word of God. Use your influence to bring them on Easter. Don't soft, don't soft shoe it. Don't backstroke. Use your influence. Press in, encourage, pray for, invite They've got to know that it matters to you. That them coming to Easter matters to you. If it doesn't matter to them, and then they come in in a super spirit-charged environment where the gospel is so clearly print, presented, many of them are going to stand up, and you're going to be blown out of the water. They're going to stand up and say, I want Jesus, and their life will be forever changed because you brought them to the house of God. Come on, somebody. Somebody. And so... But it's not done. I'm convinced we'll have 18,000 people. I'm convinced thousands of people will stand all over through all the services. I, I'm convinced hundreds. It'll be our biggest baptism day we've ever had. I'm convinced of that. But my great concern is will we get them planted in the house? Because you don't go to UT Medical and have a child and leave the child on the doorway of the hospital. You bring that child home and nurture and care for and grow that child. And when somebody stands up and gives their heart to Jesus, they are a brand new baby Christ follower and they've got to be taken care of because there's a world full of wolves out there and there is a devil who wants to steal that seed and there's a devil who wants to tell them that it wasn't real and it was emotional and there's a devil that wants to pull them out of the house of God because even though they're born again, Satan doesn't want them to flourish and so he will fight you and he'll do everything Thing. Go look the, par the, the parable we read this morning or this afternoon in your Bible reading time. Oh, what, 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 if you've had it today about the parable of the four soils, what's the deal? Man, the, the enemy steals the seed. The birds eat it up. Man, the devil comes and steals it. The worries of the word, the deceitfulness of riches, the pleasures of sin steal that seed. And so what we've got to do early, I'm talking about right out of the chute is getting planted in the house. Are you with me? Man, we listen. Amen. Come on, somebody. We got to get them. We've got to get them. 
Acts chapter 2, verse 41. I love the first, these set, or seven verses right there are the vital signs of the church. So then, those who did what? Received his word, the sermon, the first sermon Peter preached. Those that received his word were what? That's what we're going to do. Those that receive his word, we're going to invite them to step right out and be counseled and make sure they know. And by the way, fifth graders and under, they have to go through a baptism class. But, but man, we're, that day, they're going to get the opportunity, those who receive his word, to be baptized. And you say, well, man, what about, what about, this is Bible. Amen? This is Bible. They're going to go. And that day, there were added about 3,000 souls. And they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, the breaking bread, and, and, and prayer. That's what they were doing daily. What happened? Those three people dove into the house. Their roots developed. They started growing. Every day they were praying together. They were, they were listening to the apostles' teaching. They were having their meals together. The glass, the sincerity of heart, they were praying. Does this make sense? Yeah. Listen, when you get them to come, you've not, that's not the end of the race. That's the beginning of the race. We've got to get people firmly planted into the house of God. Following Jesus is not a twice a month experience that I drop by for a worship event. Following Jesus is a 24-7 deal. Man, it's a surrender of your life to the Lordship of Jesus. And so would you agree with me? I want you to announce you really, if you're listening, Sam. Would you agree that those that are saved ought to immediately get into a small group? Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah. Y'all would agree with that? Yeah. Okay, they won't if you don't. They won't if you don't. Because let me, let me paint the picture. You're going to get them. You're praying. We're praying. By 6 o'clock in the morning, God is up, by the way. We're all praying. <laughs> you bring your friend. They stand. They're, you're crying, they're crying, they walk right out. Then you see them get baptized, they're thrilled, and we tell them, hey, you need to get planted. You need to get in a group. They're going to come back in. Thank you so much for bringing me. By the way, what group do you go to? Can I go with you? And you say, but I don't go to one. Okay, I don't go to one. That means they don't need to what? Why do they need to go to one if it's good? I mean, you don't need it. They don't need it, right? Are you all with me? By the way, my salary doesn't go up if more of you go to group. That's not what it's about. It's about people studying the Word. It's just, see, the, the, we, we're about the Great Commission. The first half is reach. The second half is teach. Are you with me? And so, man, we're motivated in the big room. People are getting saved, but they're getting discipled around a coffee. They're not getting discipled in this room getting motivated, but they get a group or around a Bible, man, a, a Bible study. If, if you have a bunch of new believers getting in a group after Easter, you ought to call your coach about doing starting points as soon as we finish the four cup series. Because it's awesome. And it's, it's great. You ought to, but again, we, we want to get them in. We want to make sure they're there. You're not going to leave that child at the hospital, but you're going to bring that child home. And you're going to take care of that child. Are you with me? And so in a few minutes at every campus, what we're going to do in a few minutes, going to give you opportunity to go get in a group. Oh, whoa, whoa. Did y'all feel that? I'm sure we didn't feel that at North Knoxville. Somebody at North Knoxville shout. Come on, I need to hear some glory at North Knox. Come on. And so we're going to give you an opportunity. Wait a minute. Oh, whoa, whoa. I thought you were just preaching. I mean, you didn't really expect me to live this. I'm busy. I got my shows. That's why God invented DVR. 
Are you with me? Come on. See, we're going to disciple those new believers in groups, and you got to be in one so that you get your friends and family in one. If you, listen, you can't lead people where you haven't been. You can't people to get, get people to go where you're not going. That lady like me saying, y'all to tithe. I'm not, but y'all ought to. <laughs> you're going to say, fat chance, big dog. Not happening. See, groups are where faith, are where faith comes to life. It's where people learn obedience. It's where people are prayed for. It's where people can ask questions. It's where people can say, but what does this verse mean? And what does that verse mean? And what does God want me to do? How do I handle this? Me and my wife had a knockdown, drag out fight before we got here. Are we supposed to do that? Because y'all been saved a lot longer than us. Y'all don't do that, do you? No, amen. Plus, God, we don't. We don't fight at our house. We do have intense fellowship from time to time, but (laughs) you look at them and say, actually, we had one on the way over. I can't believe how wrong my wife was. And so, you know, (laughs) and so we say, we we all do. We have to be, we have to love each other. We have to, we have to be forgiving of each other. Matter of fact, can we just pray for you right now that, that the enemy won't have an opportunity to inject in your marriage? As a matter of fact, the leader tell the guy, hey, is there any way I can meet you for breakfast this week and talk to you? Then you go, hey, by the way, you know, man, you're always dogging your wife in small group. Hey, that's not, that's not what godly people do. Are you with me? See, that's discipleship. It's discipleship. In the group is where we fulfill the second half of the great commission. It's a team effort. And we all play a role. And our role is more than sitting on the weekend and inviting people to two or three big, huge events. It is inviting them in, seeing them saved, and then walking with them. It's helping them. See, Faith Promise is a pediatric unit. That's why it's so exciting around here. That's why people love it around here, because we got new babies every service. People are being saved. People are being baptized. Man, folks are repenting. Man, it's just, it's amazing. It's awesome. That's why it's so good around here. Let me tell you what's not exciting. Geriatrics. You ever been to a geriatric? <laughs> Careful. At the hospital. You ever been to a geriatric ward in the hospital? Because, see, everybody knows everybody there is going to die. Listen, there's no life. But in a pediatric, everybody's got their future ahead of them. And so that's what we are. See, I know that you care or you wouldn't stick around here. Listen, you get beat up too bad around here. You wouldn't stay. There's too much commitment. But but what we need to do is, man, we need to get in a group quickly. Are y'all with me? For 38 years, every day, this guy was taken to the pool. And he laid on his mat every day, and, and periodically an angel would come, and an angel would stir the water. And whoever got to the water first was healed. And Jesus, walking through the pool one day, saw the man lying on his mat and said, oh, dude, by the way, do you want to get well? The guy said, I love to, but I have one problem. I'm crippled and I can't move. And when the water stirs, somebody beats me there. And so I've been laying here for 38 years. And Jesus said, get up, take your, your mat, take up your mat and go. See, we were all around the pool lost, right? We got in the pool and we got saved. And you know what we do? We go about a block past the pool and we gather together for worship every weekend. 
and we never go back to the pool and help somebody else in. And the longer that you've away from the pool and the longer you're in the church, the less likely you are to go back and say, hey, I'm going to wait with you. When that water stirs, I'm going to jump in that water with you. That's what we do at Faith Promise. Every day we go back to the well and say, hey, I know what it was like. I was here for 38 years. I was here for 22 years. I was here for 43 years. I was here for nine years, and the water stirred, and I got in the water, and I got saved, and I'm coming back to help you get in the water just like I did because we care about people that haven't gotten into the pool of Jesus yet. Amen. <clears throat> and so it's, it's our turn. Now, some of you this weekend, man, you've been going to church, but, but you've never truly been born again. You've been religious, Baptist or Pentecostal or Methodist or Catholic or pres, you know, Presbyterian or something. But you've never sold out your life to Jesus as Lord. Because see, when you do that, religion is gone. God hates religion. In fact, God said, pure religion is take care of widows and orphans and keep yourself unstained for the world. That's what religion is. In fact, the biggest thing at Easter weekend to keep people from giving their heart to Jesus is religion. And we, listen, religion is a stench in East Tennessee. All right, listen, the meanest people on the planet are religious. Matter of fact, terrorists are religious. And so, but, but, but even in East Tennessee, man, I've been to churches. There's some terrorists in those things. Are you with me? Terrorists. I mean, it's their job to wreak havoc and terror in a church. Man, we just don't let that happen here. We help people find another place. We do. We, we do. Because, see, we're going to keep going back to the pool. But some of you have not gotten in the water yet. And you're, you've never given your heart to Jesus, but you're ready. You're ready to dump religion. You're ready to dump your past. You're ready to put all your faith in Jesus. And you're ready. The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so as we bow our eyes, bow our head and close our eyes, we're going to pray with you what we call this confessional prayer. So right now, if you're ready, we're going to pray with you. Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned like everybody else. And I'm so sorry. Forgive me. I can't do anything about my sin. But Jesus, you did it all. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I will live for you because you died for me. I'll go back to the pool and I'll help others in. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. somebody give God some praise in the house. Now, this is the deal. Now, it's, it's the Internet campus, and it's us. Because everybody else, the, the campuses are different sizes, so we're all doing something different. But now, would you all agree we're a team? Yes. Would you all agree that we need to help people? Yes. And if you're not in a group, they're not going to group. Well, I got a little weak. <laughs> See, man, come on, come on. Don't, don't bail on me here. So that's what we're going to do. In about 30 seconds, we're going to stand up, and we're going to begin worshiping. Although I didn't.
Didn't, didn't our worship folks kill it? Didn't Tanner kill it? Man, what a great job. I'm so glad this guy's on our staff. He rocks. He is awesome, man. He, we have such great worship leaders. So, and while we're worshiping, you're going to go find a group. Come on. Now, there's about the, every other seat, there's a little card that says four cups, and it shows you the colors, like young and old, or I, I, there, there's, there's different, and out in the outside there, or out in the foyer, there are different balloons. I think it's areas and, and kinds of group. And so while we're worshiping, you're going to get to go out there, and you're going to go and find a group. Now listen, if you say, oh, I get to leave early. We have snipers on the roof. <laughs> and anybody who goes to the car before time, we're picking you off, so you better be saved. Because <laughs> we're going to make sure. And so, come on, it's a deal. We ought to have hundreds of people at Pellissippi this weekend get involved in a group to get ready. Because, listen, what, what better thing can you do than pray together and love people and change lives? Your shows? Come on. You say, well, you know, I used to be in one. I didn't like it. Well, don't go back to that one. <laughs> go to another one. I've never been in one. Well, you're about to find out. Because after Easter, we're starting the four cups. So we need to be, it's, a, it's an alignment. If the four great promises God made to his people, it's going to be unbelievable. And so, are y'all ready? Has it been good to be in the house of God this weekend? Man. So... Let's, let's stand right now. Begin heading out. You need a group. Go ahead. Don't make us card you. Go ahead. Head out that way. Make your way out. You need a group. Come on, church. Let's give my hand. Come on, make your way out. There we go. Come on. Make your way out. When this worship is over, there'll be people down here to pray. You can fill out your communication card. But listen, while they're going, hallelujah, we're going to give God some praise. Because we serve a God who came out of the grave. We serve a God who is able. We serve a God who is high. We serve a God. Somebody give our God a shout in the house.